Two Guys, One Shaker Cup Podcast, hosted by Joshua Shaw and Ryan Buckeye. Testing, testing, Josh. Are we on? Is this thing on? We are, yeah. We are on. We are on. <laughs> so that's good. That's good. Here we are. We're back for another episode of Two Guys, One Shaker Cup. I just want to start the podcast different, man. It seems like every yeah. week I'm like, hey, what's up, guys? And then I do the traditional, like, and if, if Dan Ryan at Ghost are, are listening to this ever, they're probably making fun of me. So I uh, switched it up <laughs> a little bit. Um, uh, Josh, would you consider yourself somebody who's gullible? No, no. Like if I told you the sky is orange, you wouldn't believe me. Mm-mm, no. <laughs> do you I know? Mean, do you know people in your life though that? I mean, oh yeah, I mean, I would say the vast majority of people are are like that. Um, I, I, you know, I think that it's funny because I work so closely a lot of times with like marketing branding elements. Um, but because of that reason, I think that I also have the flip side of like being super critical of like any information that's put out there because of. Um, just knowing and being in those rooms and hearing the cadence of conversation, you go, hmm, maybe I should stop and actually digest a little bit more and see how this works within the framework of my own thinking. Yeah, I mean, you. so you're, you're, what you're trying to say to me and to everybody listening is you have the ability to think for yourself. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd like to think I can. I, I mean, mean I, I don't know if people do anymore. No. It's unfortunate. I, I mean, like... I don't want to bring up specific. I mean, obviously, 2020 has been one of those years that's like pretty fucked up here. I think, like, yes, it's, we got an F bomb on the podcast. <laughs> that doesn't happen often. Yes. Yeah. Let's go. It's, it's, yeah, it's one of those years that I think people are going to look back on and go, hmm, all right, this is interesting. Um, and I think that what I've noticed, at least two very big events that have happened very recently here in 2020, is that people, for whatever reason, have no idea how to think for themselves anymore. They literally are drinking from the fire hose of whatever the media tells them to mm-hmm. do. And because of that, they create this like weird, like herd mentality of like, you know, thought process where like, if anybody's not on the same side as you, they're wrong. Right. Um, and I don't, I don't know how that even you know started, but I think to start this like podcast out just to kind of like get it out there, because I have this, like, I don't know if people I made a post about this a couple of weeks ago. Maybe of course you did. Over a month ago at this point. But like, and I don't, it's funny because on Facebook, I don't make too many like commentary on a lot of this stuff because I let people just kind of do their own thing. I don't want to like interrupt their, their Facebook time. But uh, the idea of like media companies overall, I think people need to take a step back and realize like, how does a media company make money? They make money by advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the longest time, say you're in the 1980s or 70s, if you wanted to sell um, any advertising, it was very easy for you to sell advertising because you were the one reporting the news. You know, if you were a news organization or whatever, because most of, most of the time these are media companies that are also fueled by news organizations, and you have them breaking news. You know, like they're the ones breaking news because we didn't have we didn't have Twitter, we didn't have Facebook, we didn't have Instagram, we didn't have like people on the street that actually had the ability to broadcast things from their phone. Right. And because of that, it was very easy for them to do just report the facts um, in a very central way. Um, they might have their leaning ways one way or another, but like for the lot of times it was, you know, very much central. We report the news and then they could sell a bunch of advertising because it was easy. Like the attention was on how you're breaking mm-hmm. the news. Like, you know, but today, if you think about it, if you go on, you know, CNN or you go on um, MSNBC or you go on Fox news or you go on any of these, these organizations, they aren't breaking the news. They're repackaging the news. Correct. They're taking news that's being put out there by 
you know, sometimes Twitter, independent uh, news reporters, things like that, they're taking that and they're repackaging it in a way that's like towards a certain interest group, mm -hmm. towards a certain area. So if it's, you know, Republican, is it Democratic, is it this, that, whatever they're trying to do, and they repackage it in a way that then they can go out and say, hey, uh, Procter & Gamble, you want to reach these people, right? Well, we have the we have the ear of the people that are like this. <laughs> yeah. Now sell this ad, put it this way, you're creative this way, make sure the messaging's this way, whatever. And that's how they do it. And that's the same way that like Facebook and Twitter and everybody else sells ads. It's all around um, you know, taking segments of the customers, taking their interest levels, you know, their their psychographic you know, makeups, and basically serving them certain messages in those ways. For whatever reason, I think people forget that, um, and they they just take it for face value. Like whatever somebody tells them on the media or whatever somebody shares, it must be true, right? Because it's on the internet or it's on TV, right? Gotta be. I mean, as a marketer, <laughs> I love it. I love that people buy into everything they hear on TV. Sorry, hear on the radio, watch on TV, because that makes my job easy. Because if I tell them something right, wrong, or indifferent, they're gonna believe it. Now, I'm, I'm obviously saying that being a little sarcastic, but honestly, I do love it as a marketer because people still are manipulated, are intrigued, are moved to do something based on the messaging that they've seen or heard, which is the media is no different than marketing, to your point. Like literally a perfect example of this, a perfect example of this. After the protests in Minneapolis for what happened, there was an ad from uh, a, a, a news story from USA Today saying cases of COVID-19 increased dramatically over the last two days, and they used a photo of the riots. Well, anybody who can think for themselves and do some research knows it takes at least two weeks for the COVID symptoms and, and for it to, to basically show up in the system. But what USA Today did was associate the protests with an increased rise in the number of COVID cases. Clickbait 101, like 100%. Um, so like that, that right there is just like hashtag fake news, right? That we all, we all we complain about. But it gets people to click. Those ads are then served to the people in which that ad is best suited for, and USA Today makes money. You know who's a mastermind at this is Mark Lobiner doing clickbait. <laughs> like, I mean, I love Mark, but I mean, he, he clickbaits the hell out of his YouTube channel, and the reason, and he gets so many views and, and listens because a he does put out really good content, but there are a lot of people who just click on that video because of the image that he uses or the title that he uses. He gets it. You know, he's not doing anything that nobody else wouldn't do. He is, he wants to get more views of his video so he can then in turn sell more product through Tiger Fitness or MTS Nutrition. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, you just need to have the ability to think for yourself and, and look at that and say, do I actually think this is true? Because if it's not, then you can, then you can move on. Um, but it's, it, it really is like your headlines, your messaging, your imagery all can influence people to do something. And they are going to do whatever it is that they can do. And me included, being a marketer, to get you to click, to get you to tune in, to get you to consume whatever type of information that I want to put out there for you. Yeah, I mean, I think any of and all that, um, if it makes you feel a certain way, like um, that's what they're trying to do. Because if they can drive, you know, be that fear or hysteria or whatever, like they're creating chaos, but they also are actually able to monetize it. Because anytime when that happens, somebody's benefiting from it. Mm -hmm. um, be that, you know, it's usually the gatekeepers, the people behind the, the gates that understand, like, if I do this, I pull this lever, where is there going to be an opportunity for me? Because right. they're pulling the strings there. So I think that a lot of times what I end up doing is like I when I see anything, I start to go through this process in my head of like, like, why is it being presented in this way? Who is benefiting from this? Like I start going through these questions in my head because I start to then realize like 
why is this being like, why is this actually here? Why is this something that is a real thing? Because if it is, um, then I understand how I need to, to kind of process it in my own kind of thought, you know, I, I guess like my framework, my mm -hmm. um, way of thinking. Um, but for whatever reason, I don't know like, if, if people are, are doing that and that to your case, like even in brand, business and marketing, like when you see some crazy claim or you see some fancy jingle or some funny this, that, or whatever, like, are you actually taking it and going like, why are they doing this? Who's benefiting from this? Like, are you asking those questions? Because if you're not, you're, you're pretty much probably going to be the one that's getting taken advantage of because somebody is manipulating your emotions. Right. And as a marketer, obviously that's like a lot of times what you're trying to, to create, but Good as point. a yeah. consumer, and we're talking more like not necessarily from a consumerism standpoint, but just like consuming attention or giving your attention and, and consuming any type of uh, information or media. Like your attention is worth way more than the U.S. dollar, any mm -hmm. currency, anything like that. Like your attention is the most important thing that you own. And yep. I, I think that people need to realize how important that is. You can <laughs> give your attention to anything. Right I'd, I'd beg to say that half of us don't even own our own attention, Josh, at this point. Yeah. Yeah, and it's 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 like unfortunate because you you get fed all this stuff and you're like it, they're trying to distract you right. from like what you should be doing yourself. Like I I've made I, maybe I've actually made a comment on on this podcast. We were talking about COVID a few times, and I I said something around like if I didn't have the media, I wouldn't know anything different was going around me because I literally right. I know how to control my attention. I know how to like focus in on what's most important, my goals, my, you know, what am, what am I doing daily to, to achieve more in my life? Like I can control those elements. That's where I'm going to focus my attention on. Mm -hmm. It just so happens that everybody else was focusing on what the media was trying to get them to focus on. So then all of a sudden they're distracted from what they should be doing. They should be trying to advance their lives. You know, why do you want to be informed about all this stuff that's like distracting you? You should just like close it off. I think the biggest thing that we, I mean, and I'm, I'm going to give a little bit um, of credit back to the American people. Not, I'm not going to say you're as dumb as what we're, what we're saying, but I'm saying this like a lot of times what we believe on TV or here is on topics in which we don't have much experience in or topics in which we are unfamiliar with. But then it's our job as people to then familiarize ourselves with that if we are invested in it. But what happens is we don't know much about what's going on. We watch something. We believe it to be true, and then we regurgitate that information to others and start influencing others based on the messaging we just heard. Okay, that's just like – it's basically like um, – you know they used to send chain letters back in the day? Like that was a thing. Like it's a chain letter uh, of information, and at some point somebody's going to take the information in which you had just said, and then that gets changed. Like you, it's the classic game back in like middle school or elementary school where you'd say something to the person next to you, and then by the time it got to the person all the way back to you, it was a completely different message. That happens all the time. Um, so I guess like in our industry, what I'm trying to say is like, I mean, yes, if you uh, in sports nutrition, how this relates is like people still still need marketing to help them make a decision because quite frankly, fitness and nutrition is not an easy topic to comprehend and understand. Like it can be – I always say like don't overcomplicate it. Keep it simple. But it's still hard to keep it simple sometimes because you go to the internet and there's a million different theories on weight loss and weight gain and what dietary supplements you should take for this and how much of that you should take. The problem with all this misinformation is you don't know who or what to believe, so therefore you determine one source of information being an expert, being me for instance, right? And then you believe everything that I say. And I tell people all the time, whatever I say, do your due diligence and fact check me. Go check it out yourself. Because if I'm wrong, I want to be the first person to admit that I was wrong, and I want to be right on everything that I say. But I'm okay admitting that I'm wrong. The problem – I mean we do have these fact checkers. I mean even more so now. Like you see 
Facebook has like a, a software program that'll like block posts now if it's a, if apparently it, it gets fact checked and it's not true. I don't know how that technology works, um, but I also know that it's been blocking posts in which there has been factual information posted. So like even something that's supposed to prevent uh, 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 you know misinformation is preventing accurate information. So was, there's a design flaw there, or they're doing it intentionally, which is a conspiracy theory, right? So now people are probably thinking, well, Ryan's right. There's a conspiracy theory going on in Facebook, and that's the message you're going to take away from this. Listen, I just think like, and, and I'm, I'm like this, like at the end of the day, like I always said to dietary supplements, it's not on the fault of the manufacturer, the brand that makes a shitty supplement. It's on the fault of the consumer who buys it. Um, if it's an underdosed or just a, a really weak supplement, it's... It, the responsibility should always lie on us as consumers. But we are, in large, too fucking lazy. There's my F word, Josh, to do the stuff ourselves. We just want to be told what to do. And we're like sheep. We're literally yeah. like sheep, you know? Like, okay, you want me to do this? Perfect. I will do this. Which cliff do you want me to jump off of? Awesome. I'm on it. Like, you need to think for yourself. Like, it, it, it's, I don't know what happened at what point in in society in which we just stop thinking for ourselves. I honestly think it's when we started getting um, automatic toilets. I believe it is. The, the minute we had to stop flushing our own poop down the toilet was the minute we decided we no longer need to think for ourselves. I'm not kidding. Oh. You walk into a grocery hey, hey. store, the door opens, you take a piss, the thing flushes. We have vacuums. I had one that vacuums your house for you, Josh. We don't have to do much stuff for ourselves anymore. We have people that do it for us and it's called the media. Yeah, it's, you know, going back to like the, the different uh, programs and stuff on social media. I, it's funny because when that argument started coming up, I think because the way that it was presented with, and this is a good case of manipulation, but it's like, because um, it came from Trump being upset, everybody was, took the counter argument to whatever Trump was saying. But it was a bigger question of like free speech and things right. like, you should be able to like, why should a um, social media company that is essentially like a utility at this point, like, why should it be manipulating or like throttling what it, you know information's on there? Like it should just be just putting what is mm -hmm. it should be free speech, it should be whatever it is. And and I think that when you start to get in this point of like what's actually factual or not, you then put inherent biases in there because there's not any one right or wrong in America on anything um, because each person's going to take that. In, into their own lives like right. just because like and that's what always gets me today is around like any of these um things that are trending topics that are going on um these like things like cancel culture like where they're trying to cancel all these things like you're gonna cancel um what's the paw patrol or no uh, Star you can't cancel Starbucks paw patrol or like all these things they're, 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 they they want to cancel all of it because you know they're bad or they do it's like for whatever reason people have forgotten that you like you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater just because the bathwater is dirty you don't just throw the baby out with it like the, for whatever reason people have this like context where like if one thing is bad everything has to be bad where it's like no one thing could be isolated bad mm -hmm. or there might you know there's not it doesn't have to be like but they get around these like ideas and they start to get this like herd mentality and they start to get like so pumped up and a lot of it comes down to like you're trying to figure out like how do you um how do you be a, be a part of a community? I think today, like people are really missing this idea of like, what is their, what do they identify as? They all want to be a part of something. And I think because of that, they want to stick to the lines of like who they trust and who they follow. So if, you know, the top of the top person of your community says, do this, you just do it. And you mm -hmm. want to be a part of that community. You don't think for yourself and say like, eh, I don't know. I don't like, and I think that that like, that's always been very weird to me because 
especially like the thing about political parties, uh, we talked about this a bunch of times on here before, like as a libertarian, that means there's things on both sides of the fence that I like. Mm -hmm. um, I, there's certain Republican uh, theories that I love. There's certain Democratic, like, but I think right. for myself in the sense of like, I, I honestly, I stick to make your own damn decisions. Like yeah. I, not, I don't want to restrict yours. You don't restrict mine. Let's just like, let's do what's best for each other and what's best for um, each, uh, ourselves. And let's move on. Like, like, let's not, let's not always just think because we are an elephant or a donkey like we have to like subscribe to this idea because our masters told us to do this no think for yourself your own master is you who do you think like you're you're the master of your own brain right you'd like to think do so you, do what you think is yeah. best don't think about like what they're, somebody's they're, trying to broadcast to you because those masters are the ones trying to keep you down for a reason yeah. and that's because they've had the power for so long and they don't want to give it up there's a reason why there's a bunch of old white guys that rule this country because yeah. they're going to keep you down as much as possible so like why subscribe to what they're trying to tell you to do why, like if, if you're not an old white guy why are you why are you doing what they're doing you live in a state josh where i think a, a while ago maybe it was 10 years ago 15 years ago where there was i don't know a bunch of people inside of a home they all drank this kool-aid and they never woke up you know it's called a cult <laughs> Um, and I'm not trying to make a joke of it, but like, that's a, they, these are the, that's the definition of unable to think for yourselves. Like at what point do you realize you shouldn't be drinking that cup? Like, yeah. is that what you want? No. I mean, you, you, or it's like, and, and then the other thing I think of is like the old child's tale. It's like where the, um, you know, the, was it the sheep cried wolf, right? Is that where he said, wolf's coming, wolf's coming. And then everybody respond to it, respond to it. And eventually it was like, nah, they're lying. And then the sheep got ate by the wolf. It's kind of like the media too, right? Like it, it's gotten to the point where we believe it, we believe it. Now we don't know what to believe more. And, and case in point, something that happened this year is when Kobe Bryant died back in January, I didn't believe it. I was like, no way, no way. Because like we, these hoax deaths happen all the time. And you know, at this point, like, so we had, we had issues where like people, I was in Miami at the time, like nobody really believed it. We just thought it was kind of like a joke and it ended up being true. That's sad. You know, it's a sad, sad state of affairs when you can't believe something as, as big as that from happening. Um, but that's that's where you need the ability to think for yourself and pull your phone out. And but even Google's scary, man. I mean, Google is a scary, <laughs> scary place. So it's like, what do you do? And I think, and this is even worse, man. I'm from, and I think you are too. Like we're from small towns. Like I'm from small town Wisconsin, four thousand people. How many people are in your your hometown, Ohio? I mean, I guess if you count the metro city, it's actually a lot bigger, like 500,000. So it's actually. Oh, is that big? Okay. So, yeah. okay. So I can't. But, but for us, like from a small town and small town mindset is like they believe everything they hear because they, they hear something and they spread it. And by the next day, everybody has a variation of the story and it's probably all not true. But it's amazing how quickly people find things out in a small town, whether it be true or untrue. Uh, and they believe it because it's like the ability to think for yourself is just non existent. It's, it's absolutely insane, uh, which is why a lot of these. Like in our field, you know, there are a lot of these brands who are super successful, like Herbalife, for instance, right? Like it's, it's used by a ton of people. There are shops who sell it, but they are preying off of people who cannot think for themselves. They literally, and I don't think it's the same anymore, but they, you've probably, we've all probably seen the videos. Like they would drive around with a cassette tape or a CD in their, in their center console, their radio, and it would speak to them how to sell the product to others, right? Like it would tell them like, Approach your friends and family, and this is what you need to tell them because they can't think for themselves. Basically, that's what it was. Like, they knew that people couldn't think for themselves and that they could be easily manipulated by friends or family members, that this could then blossom and blow up the brand, um, which is now still, I believe, the largest, quote-unquote, sports nutrition brand on the planet. And they're still using the same model today because people have not changed. 
Yeah, and we we might have mentioned this before in a previous podcast, but just around the idea like sports nutrition is one of those categories that because you're trying to like improve certain like elements of your life, it's not necessarily like you know, certain vitamin or mineral that you need to add because maybe you have a deficiency or right. you have something going on with your health you're trying to correct. Usually people are buying pre-workouts or, or protein powders or something because either they're trying to get more energy, more muscle, more strength. There's all these different elements of it. And because of that, there's not a lot of like, like tried and true, like you follow these things. And because of that, there's so much information. Like people are all like taking different uh, degrees of it and moving it and trying to make sure that they can market themselves in certain ways or market their information in certain ways or whatever. So like the sports nutrition marketing space is probably as, as close to the media as you could get yes. in terms of like manipulation because like you have these crazy claims that you put out there. And if you just take them for face value, you go, uh, maybe these are true because mm -hmm. you, you never really looked at the underlying studies behind that and you go, oh, this is from people that have never lifted a weight in their lives and I've been lifting weights for 15 years. Like I'm not going to get the 30% on my bench press. Like I'm not going to – because you didn't take the time to like look through whatever. They just they just pulled the the claim off of the study and, and you're like, well, I take it for face value and I'm good to go because I want to gain 30% on my bench or whatever. It, it's, so it's interesting because – I think the overall sports nutrition category has definitely done a lot of very similar things. I think that um, regardless of more information being in the system of like uh, today, like, you know, you, we talked about, you should be able to know what you're buying and if you get taken advantage of, it, it's kind of on you, but there is still like, there's so much information. It's like, what do you believe? What do you not yeah. believe? What, you know, whatever it is. And I think that it's, uh, it, to your earlier point, it's a marketer's dream. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, you know, I, I think it's just like the the time that people take, consumers take to make decisions today, are not as much as they should. Um, they don't take the time to actually flush out information properly, um, and like you said, I mean, it's kind of on them a lot of times because they they could. Mm -hmm. It's not like we don't have we're in the information super age. It's there. Uh, you just have to look for it. Let me put this in perspective for people listening. I have a platform called Fitness Informant. Basically, I'm a fact checker. You know, I look at what these claims are and what, what these brands in our space are doing in terms of marketing. Like, I'm, a, I'm like the anti... I use my marketing degree and expertise to like pick apart what they're doing within their marketing to try to persuade a consumer to buy something. I walked away from a job that paid me $115,000 a year. That's a lot of fucking money to do Fitness Informant full-time. And the reason why I'm saying that is there's opportunity in this space to set the record straight, meaning that there are a lot of brands out there who know how gullible we are as consumers, especially in this space, who know how to take advantage of consumers, have been doing it a long time. Listen, I don't fault them for it. That's their job. They need to sell products, so they're going to pull every claim out of the book that they possibly can get by with legally, you know, vein-splitting pumps and explosive energy and you know, guaranteed to cure ED or whatever it might be, and people are going to believe it and buy into whatever that product's going to be. And then here I come along saying, nah, you know what? Actually, that, that's bullshit. Hashtag fake news. You know, I'm the software program, and it's allowed me to have a full-time job doing it and, and provide a really good living, but like, th that's how much – it happens in this space. And I don't, I mean, I've been doing this three and a half years, man. And there are still people who send me messages and will send me a label saying, what do you think of this label? My job is to try to train you, to educate you, to inform you, to do that research for yourself. Like I get it. I'm here to help you. But my goal is like, when we start thinking and talking about these things, that it starts lighting off a light in your head thinking, okay, maybe I should start looking into these things a little more. But again, our laziness takes over and we look for that automatic, that automatic toilet flusher, Josh. And, and that's me. I'm the automatic toilet flusher. I'm the one that they turn to to do it. And uh, I'm not frustrated by it. I just wish people 
would take accountability and responsibility and do a little bit of research themselves because I provide all the tools through Fitness Informant. I have an encyclopedia of ingredients. There's a plenty of articles, but they don't take time because they don't want to read it and their attention spans are just you know small and they come to me via DM saying, what do you think? I just don't answer them anymore. I respond back and say, you tell me what you think because at some point we have to learn to think for ourselves again. And that's why what's cool is like we've talked about um, – successful people versus unsuccessful people, you will not find a single successful person on the planet that, can't ha- that doesn't have the ability to think for themselves, really, unless they tripped into success somehow. But if you can't think for yourself, good luck being an entrepreneur. You're fucked. There's no way you're going to be able to run a business. Yeah, it, and we're probably being, people are saying we're being probably extremely hard on the consumer. Um, that's mostly because we're saying, like, you need to understand the game that's getting played mm-hmm. around you. And because you can, if you can understand the game, then you know how to react to that game it, because the game's not going to change. Like it doesn't matter like you, I, whatever, like it's not going to fundamentally change because there's always going to be somebody that's wanting power that wants to be the gatekeeper that wants to control everything. And because of that, the game is always going to be there. So like you have to be able to think against that game. We've talked on other podcasts around like there are fundamental, like responsible things that, companies, corporations, you know, powerful people should be doing to, to act appropriately because we would like that power and uh, all that stuff to be limited as much as possible. But right. I think like in this case, like we are talking about how you should be responding as a consumer because that is ultimately going to be your biggest defense against anything is like, do you actually understand how to control your attention, your mind? How do you think for yourself? How do you actually process information? Like don't just read a headline that your buddy posted on, on Facebook and then go and tell 12 people about what you just read. And, and it's not even what actually was in the article or whatever. You didn't right. take the time. If you didn't, if you didn't actually consume the content, and actually understand it and actually be able to apply it the right way, you shouldn't be out there just like creating all this noise because that's what's driving all this. Like social has been able to drive all this. And, um, you know, it's hard for us to, to, um, be hard on like the, the businesses and stuff because like they're just taking advantage of consumers that aren't responding the right way. So we're, we're trying to attack the consumers because we're trying to tell them like, think differently, be like, yeah. act for yourself, be your own boss. Like, don't be thinking like everything is just being fed to you. That's correct. Cause it's not, uh, it's probably more not correct than it is correct. Yeah. If you don't like being taken advantage of stop being fucking taken advantage of <laughs> it's pretty simple. I mean, it's, it's not a hard equation people. I mean, my God. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, and, and like at the end of the day, I've always said too, like, I, I'm never going to blame the brands for doing what they do because it's worked and it's going to work and you have a job and that's your job. So if you can make money by, you know, if that's your moral compass and you don't care and that's fine, um, you know, there are plenty of people out there like that. My moral compass is a little bit different than most when it comes to that. But again, I also, when, when somebody tells me something like I need to do my research and I need to figure it out for myself. And if I can't figure it out, I'll find somebody who's an expert in that field um, to go to, which, um, again, this kind of brings back full circle. It goes back to the media. Like I could turn on Fox News tonight. I don't watch the news. I don't even go on Twitter anymore. Like I hate Twitter. Um, and, you know, I could watch something. And it's amazing, though, like even – even me, who knows that the media is manipulating you, there are things that they say sometimes that gets me riled up and gets me pissed off. And I get pissed off because I know what they're doing. You know, I, I yell at the TV, I'm like almost yelling at the TV, like, how are you saying, like, that's the expert you pick because you have an audience of, you know, a half a million people here in Minneapolis watching it and you're convincing them of something that's a complete utter lie. That's why I get upset. I don't believe the shit that I hear unless I know it's true. Um, but it's just like, at what point in society do we, 
you know, we always want change and we want change and we want change. Well, then I think change starts with ourselves and being able to think for ourselves first and foremost, instead of being like, uh, you know, scapegoats to people and what they want or being, like I said, sheep, because that, that's what it really reminds me of is like, we just follow the leader of the herd, whatever it is, if it's the media, if it's marketing, um, I think there's responsible marketing, there's irresponsible marketing, and there's in-between. Um, in our space, we get a lot of that in-between. Yeah. No, I totally agree. So if you guys like what you heard here on that podcast, hit that subscribe button. We are on iTunes, Spotify. You can watch via YouTube. We're on social media, Facebook, Instagram. Um, we are over at LinkedIn as well. Josh is on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Same here with us. Love to hear your feedback on this one, especially if you are, um, A, the consumer side is interesting. Like how much do you actually, how many of your consumers actually do believe a lot of the stuff that you see and read? And then if you're on the marketing side of things, it's, uh, it'd be interesting to get your take on, on what your responsibility is as a marketer because I'm not trying to make, offend if you're in marketing because again I, I know what your purpose and what your end goal is and that's that's fine but like does do you ever feel sleazy and scuzzy I mean, we should actually get somebody in the, like maybe like a greg helton or something from muscle sport who does marketing for a living in this space and just ask him like are there things that you know you've been asked to do or that you've done that you don't feel great about because i bet you the answer is yes i mean there are there are probably things that they've placed on on containers and stuff like that mm, kind of grosses me out but you do it and it sells and at the end of the day if you can't make money you can't turn the lights on you don't have a job i get it I mean, yeah. or they just call you and overpay. So it's, yeah. it's <laughs> uh, got you, got you. All right. Till next time. Thank you guys very much. Subscribe to our podcast. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, YouTube, Google podcast, and more. Follow us along on our social media channels. We're on Facebook, Two Guys, One Cup, Instagram, and Twitter.